Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 282 and it is Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And uh, this week's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about our thoughts about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So later on this episode, we're going to give our non-spoiler thoughts, and then we're going to get into the spoiler review proper. So stay, so be on the lookout for that. Um, as, as you can see, for our Facebook uh, viewers, uh, we do have... Uh, an assortment of Silk City hot sauce flavors uh, 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 being displayed right here before you for those who are watching on Facebook Live. Uh, Silk City hot sauce, it's the Vermont-based uh, company that has all sorts of unique and tantalizing hot sauce flavors that you can pour all over wings and and pancakes and waffles and, and, and feet. And there's some great... There's some great um, <laughs> Did you really say... Uh, I, I mean, pig feet. Pig, pig, pig feet. That's what I mean. Pig feet. Pig feet. Pig feet, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so there's uh, all sorts of great flavors, such as a slurp, fire in the flesh, ram skull, buffalo, buttery and hot, and creamy. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere in Vermont, a solid heat farmer's choice hot sauce. All these flavors and more are yours if you go to SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo code CODEX, that's C-O-D-E-X, and you'll get 15% off of your order. And uh, as a uh, special treat, we have plates here. We have spoons. Yes, we do. We're about to try them on the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to try them on the air. We'll let you know how these uh, flavors taste. Um, and as uh, Carl is sharing the episode, uh, big shout-outs to Gary Threat. Husky! Yes, Husky. Uh, Husky Harris in the chat. Husky Hero. Husky Hero in the chat. Alliterations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Husky Hero in the chat. And we got your main man, Stubert. Yep. Variants. Yes, uh, our our variant here, uh, Chris Stewart, is in the chat as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, Gary says that Doctor Strange 2 was mad cap. It was good. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit about that, share our thoughts. Um, I also have some a couple of movie reviews uh, to drop as well. Some some movies I watched over the past couple of weeks, which I didn't have a chance to review on this podcast until now. So I'll get into that that shortly. Uh, yeah. So almost done. Yep. So as Carl is sharing the episode, um, we also have Ashley O'Neill. What's up, Ash? <laughs> yes, joining us. Uh, what's good, man? Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know what? Might as well make the announcement. Oh, shall we make the announcement? And if you shall make the announcement. All right, let's do it. We have a new... Well, I guess as you can start now, say it's official. Mm-hmm. But we have a second sponsor. Oh, wow. A second sponsor. Sponsor number two. And of course, it is Infamous Desert Customs. Yes, Infamous Customs. That's right. Shout outs to a good friend of the show, Afton Ward, aka the Cider Hunter. Uh, uh, Infamous Customs, the official uh, designer of the Codex Prime podcast. 
get your t-shirts and other apparel uh, with the Codex Prime branding, uh, as well as DJ Mr. Bird, Victor Vader, do the film thing, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, check it, check her out, Infamous Customs on Instagram. As you can see. Oh, no, actually, www.infamouscustoms.com. There you go. See, there's a website for you. And as you can see, Victor is wearing our, his lovely Victor Vader shirt. Yep, that's right. Need... It's got his freaking face on the back. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> well, yes, yes, it does. So, uh, so yeah. Well, well, my shirt does, has my face on it. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. That so yeah, there it is. Um, so yeah, uh, support uh, support great support great uh, black businesses, you know, and uh, let's keep it let's keep it moving. It's great. Oh, I'm actually dropping the link in the comments right now. All right. That's great. We got Mike Isom in the chat. What's up, cousin Mike? All right. So, um, oh, I might as well drop the, yeah, Silk City as well. Yes. Because, oh, my cousin Davion's watching too. Davion, I got new flavors for you, brother. All right. Yo, he can cook his ass off. Mm. Like, talking about... Oh, has he used the uh, uh, Silk City hot sauce? He beat your record. Oh, oh, did he? Of how fast he went through his erotic fever. Wow. Yes. <laughs> what, like 20 minutes? <laughs> about a day. Yeah, I would say probably about a day. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's a great flavor. I mean, it's an excellent flavor. In fact, I got to order some more, you know? And that's what I did, and I got hooked up. All right. So... Certain somebody wanted to see me, see us try some of these new sauces on air. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get to it. Yeah. What do you want to start with? I want to start with this uh, flavor right here. It's called Slurp Peach Honey Sweet Heat. So, So Slurp is silky smooth sweet heat featuring honey, peaches, and habanero. Vermont apple cider and bananas add to the truly one-of-a-kind New England Caribbean-style taste. Mm, well, I for one... <laughs> i never seen you open a bottle so fast. <laughs> well, I for one will I- indulge in this. So, uh, all right, it's pouring in the cup. All right, go ahead. That's good? Yep. All right. Pour some for me. All right. Ooh. Mm, you can smell that, it. Yeah, you can smell the kick. Yes, yeah, nice and smoky, and uh, it's got that little peach. Big shout-outs to Jeff yeah. Levine. You know, we assholes. We never had him on the show. Oh, we'll have him on the show. Oh, it's yeah. going to happen. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, let's do it. Cheers. Mm. Oh. Oh, that kick. Oh. Yep, I can feel the burn. Yeah. Right away. Oh, yeah. Oh, fire in the flesh indeed. Oh, yeah. Right here, huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> On the tip of my tongue, baby. Mm. This, this is this is good. This is good. That's a good one. It's sweet. Um, you can definitely taste the banana and the habanero. Uh this this is this is this is divine right here. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. Next we got the ram skull. This is the one I've been wanting to try the most. Mm. Have you tried it before? No, no, this is Brit. This is their newest flavor. Oh, yes. Yes. As you can see, Ram Skull's got a picture of Skeletor from He-Man on the cover. 
And I think that's like a blueberry fl- uh, fusion. Ooh, blueberry fusion hot sauce. Okay, all right, all right. Just shout out to my boy Matt. He was like, hell yeah. I saw him the picture. He said, hell yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Ooh, that's Ooh, nice and... Okay. God damn, Vic. <laughs> all right. Cheers, mate. Yep. Right. Ooh. Mm. Oh. Okay. Blueberry. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, blue. It kind of reminds me of, like, Fruity Pebbles. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, like a, like a hotter, like a hot Fruity Pebbles. Mm. Okay. I like this. This is good. Oh, yeah. And, and I got my own bottle, too, so you know... You know it's, it's about to go down. Uh, you guys are brave. No drinks already? I mean, we only had two. Yeah, we only have two, so, you know, we're, we're good. We did the erotic fever. I've d- he, we've done the ghost pepper barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, we got the uh, just joking, very serious buffalo sauce. I've tried that one before. That one is good. Okay. That one is good. You got to put it on some fried shrimp, though. Fried shrimp. Put it on some fried shrimp. Okay. All right. So this one is a this one is a buffalo buffalo hot sauce, um, distilled vinegar, roasted red peppers, habanero, and ghost peppers, aged cayenne peppers, salt, water, canola oil, paprika, natural butter flavor, and garlic. Ooh, yes. Let's go. Uh, TJ got some new flavors for you, brother. Yeah, man. I mean. Now, now, if you wanted to reenact the scene from Don't Be a Menace to South Central <laughs> while drinking your juice in the hood, this is a flavor that you could try out with your friends or your partner. Or Jesus. Your, you know, or your, uh, or your partner. Hey, you know, it, love is love, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, this is sexy right here, yo. No, does, does it have to be? Does it have to be that? Listen, yo. I mean, I mean, when you get when you get uh, when you get some really tasty buffalo wings, and 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 the flavor commingles, especially with with some blue cheese. Well, I don't eat a lot of blue cheese now because you know health reasons, but you know. Listen, listen. He goes to the toes. I mean. I mean, I mean, if you, if, I mean, if you want to do some, things, if you want to do some things oh. beyond just some wings, then uh, you know this this can fire up your imagination real quick. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. I'm talking about food, Carl. Like just different <laughs> dishes, different dishes. You know, or am I? Uh, and last but not least, we have the somewhere in Vermont solid heat farmer's choice right here. Oh yeah, we got a burning bridge. On the cover here, it says, uh, somewhere in Vermont is sweet and tangy with mild heat. The fresh Dutton Farm carrots and apples provide a beautiful backdrop to a myriad of hot peppers grown by Dutton Farm. (laughs) This is the epitome of locally grown. Even the apple cider vinegar is fresh. It's unheard of. This sauce is delicious. Please read Tyro's last comment. (laughs) Okay, pause. My boy Vic, new name is Toe Jam. That makes me Earl. That makes you Earl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, AKA the Chronic. 
John Aponic says, I can only hope Iron Fist appears in Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, somewhere in Vermont, <laughs> the hot sauce, our last, our, our last uh, bottle here. So. Uh, oh, that one's thick. Oh, this is. Oh, this is thick. Oh, you know I like them thick. Bruh. <laughs> mm. Oh, kind of spilled out. But yeah. All right. Let's do it. Cheers. Ooh. Okay. This could go. Kind of tastes like a really. Like a more interesting flavor of a, of pizza. So, yeah. Yeah. This 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 can go really well with some pizza. Especially if you got like. Pineapple and sausage, or pineapple and pepperoni, or pineapple and ham, yo, that, that right there is a ticket. Mm, you can make some good, good pizza sauce with that. Even like the pizza strips. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so yeah, we got we got four four tantalizing flavors for your taste buds right here. I got right the rest here. of them in my pack right now. <laughs> hey. I'm, I'm going to have to order some of these. I'm, I'm going to order some of these, you know. So, yeah, once again, we got Slurp, Fire in the Flesh, Ram Skull, Buffalo, uh, just joking, very serious Buffalo sauce, and Somewhere in Vermont. Vic looks like he just took communion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if commu- if communion was this good, <laughs> then I'd probably still be going to church. But anyway, <laughs> or church's chicken, that is. Um... But yeah, some good, does some great flavors right here, man. Definitely. Yeah. Some. So yeah. Again, get some, get some unique flavors. Um, let your imagination run wild. You know, there's, there's no dish, or, or person too tantalizing, uh, to pour this hot sauce all over. You didn't make a good face. <laughs> it's like, I'm just laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I can't even pick which ones. I don't know. These were good. Yeah, you know, of of the four, I'm gonna say the the peach honey sweet heat is my. Favorite that was one. good. That yeah. was good because that hits you right. That kick that kicks you right away. Oh yeah, yeah. And the ram skull is delicious too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, listen about you know. Hey, listen about about faces. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, um, what about it? <laughs> no, I, I, I had, I had a, I had an old face joke, but like it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just gonna let it hang. So good. Think you wanna slap your mama? Hey, listen. You, I got the ghost pepper barbecue right here. I mean, you can pour this over some ribs, especially the ribs that slide off the bone. Man, you can't take. You can't have them, Vic. I can't have these. No. But but I thought we were friends. We are. Oh yeah, that's right. You just don't like black people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. But yeah, man. That's the ticket right there. So uh, yeah, we'll 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 leave it at that. He can't handle that. Listen, Tyrone. Oh, the ghost pepper barbecue. Now he got ghost pepper. Oh yeah, I can handle. I've had. I'm like, you know, Trader Joe's has a ghost pepper chips. Yeah, I tried those. Those are good. I like. I those. tried those. Yeah. This is what this is what he's talking about. Oh, I can, let's let's try that right now. I, I, have, wait, have I had that before? 
think I've had that before. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Yeah, just let's... to shut people up. Yeah, let's just let's just let's just have it here. You know, ghost pepper. This is barbecue sauce. Yeah, ghost pepper barbecue sauce. This is Mountain Q that we're that we're pouring onto our spoons right here. All right, go ahead. Oh my gosh! And you wouldn't try nothing ghost pepper. Listen, let me tell you something right now. <clears throat> <laughs> I love how you say right now. <clears throat> that Mountain Q uh, barbecue hot sauce—it's better than sex. It was ghost pepper barbecue sauce. Yes, ghost pepper barbecue sauce, better than sex. I mean, sex is right here, like near the ground, but that but that barbecue sauce takes it to a whole nother level. Yo, I got to have a bottle of that. Pepper Palace in Providence Place. Pepper Palace? Yeah. Okay. Where, where's that? Uh, oh, first floor, Providence Place. Oh, nice. They just they just sell just different kinds of hot sauce? Yeah. Nice. Do they carry uh, Silk City? No. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He's smacking his... <laughs> Listen, yo, I, you know, I, I, I like my food spicy, you know, and um, you know, when it comes to hot sauce, listen, I'm, I'm gonna get a bottle of that, and uh, trust me, you know, <laughs> it's, it's about to go down. You know what I'm talking about? Just for the record, between all these and the ghost pepper barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. pretty much equivalent to the twelve to the total Satan. Yeah, I can see that if you combine the hotness yeah. levels of all four. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Man. What are we going to talk about? Um, <laughs> let me uh, see. What we got going? Uh, what we've been up to. That's what we... Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about what we've been up to. Uh, you want to start, start or should I start? You know what? Sure. I can, I can go ahead. So, right. um, it was a really busy weekend for me. Hmm. Like... Damn. First of all, it's been, I have not, like, I have not, like, had, like, a weekend off probably since before uh, we did the Bruins game a couple of weeks ago. And big shout-outs to Alter Reality Entertainment for that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell of a good time. All that content is on YouTube. And this weekend, this Friday, was the uh, Where's the Funny comedy show at alchemy nice that i dj'd and um it was a, it was a success very good it was very a good. it was a it was definitely a success you know thank you to everybody who uh who came out you know showed love and supported and stuff big ups to uh jay Wan for having me you know having me on you know just to showcase my skills and hopefully i'll be able to do more shows and do more for the funk of his shows um big big ups to the comedians who are one of them's big ups yeah big ups to the comedians who they're like yo we need to go on we need to go on the show um let me see i'm trying to get the i'm actually trying to get their names um black sab was the host you know definitely big ups to him Black Sab, Mr. Kuze, who's our guest last week, who just killed it. Al Moreau was one of them, was uh, one of the comedians that was there. Killed it. He is, like, excited. He's like, y'all do geek shit? When? 
That was it. Nice. That was literally it. Went and Dan Martin, yeah, and Dan Martin. Oh my God, both of the, all these guys killed it. Mm-hmm. Great time to be had, you know. And um, also, you look like yeah, you have to look that shit up. The new, the new, the lesser known names. Yeah, I shouldn't even say lesser known names, but I just forgot their names. It was a good night, um, and it was a very busy weekend. So yeah, big shout outs to Alchemy, eighteen uh, DJs, and everybody else who had you know, had me on. It was a great time. I think the next one's gonna be the first Friday in June. Oh, right so on. I'll keep you. I'll definitely keep you guys posted. Also, uh, this Friday, this Saturday was uh, Free Comic Book Day. I don't know if you did. You pass by any comic book stores for any? Uh, yeah, I went to Time Capsule. I got a couple. Oh, okay, yeah. I went by our friendly neighborhood Rock Cocos for some, and then I went to um, all the way up to Rubber Chicken. Nice to uh, support our good friend Jim Savard and his number five release of uh, Hellion. Very cool. His release of number of um, Hellion number five. Jack actually just finished uh, reading it, so the next number six is gonna be the last one. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, of course, I had to make sure I get mine signed. Of course. He asked about you, so I'm like, eh, I don't know where it went. Yeah, I was busy. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, that was a good time. I picked up a whole bunch, and then they had a lot of uh, retro, a <laughs> couple of retro pickups that I, oh, actually, no, I do have them here. Um, so, in the 90s, they did a... um. A Marvel versus DC crossover. I don't know if you uh, remember that at all. Mm. And then after that was over, Amalgam Comics actually came together and formed like fusions of Marvel and DC characters. So, and I found oh, yeah. issues that that were I was missing, like uh, JLX, um, all new, all different X Patrol, uh, bullets and bullets and bracelets, which is. Uh, a fusion of uh, Frank Castle and uh, Diana Prince, Bruce w- and uh, Bruce Wayne, Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. So these were the few that I was missing. I still believe that there was more that they have, and I think these were all like one-off issues. Because I know they had like Dark Claw, which was like a mix between uh, Batman and Wolverine. Man of War, which is Superman and Captain America, all sorts of fusions like that. Mm-hmm. I ended, I managed to find Excalibur number one for five bucks. Oh, okay. So it was not bad. And I found a Power Man and Iron Fist, but the when they first team up with the X Men. Oh, okay. All right. Luke Cage and the Kung Fu Hipster Guy. Will you leave that man alone? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's when that's when that's when we had like at least five people who cared about Iron Fist. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Will you just stop? Will you stop? <laughs> I I can't. <laughs> and then also I ended up picking up, which was funny because this was the project that uh, Scott Hanna mentioned when we interviewed him at Rhode Island Comic Con this past. Uh, uh, this past November, so it's a new Spider-Man number one where he did, where Scott Hanna did the inks, um, Zeb Wells did the story, and um, John Romita Jr. did the art. So this was that upcoming project that he was uh, mentioning, and it has that, it has that like old school feel. Watch, okay. like reading it, reading it, and like um, and the art too, just like it's like I was kind of what like 
reading an old an old school Jack Kirby story, oh, nice. but with a much more modern take. Okay. So yeah, it was just cool to fight. It was cool to um, it was cool to pick that up. Mm. And um, this Sunday was WrestleMania Backlash yeah. at the Providence Civic Center, and mm. I was in attendance. The dunk. Providence Civic Center. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts Center. Providence Civic Center. Dunk. Nope. Civic Center. It's 2022, Carl. I don't give a damn. You're the only person who calls it. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I have family who confirmed that they still call it the Providence Civic Center. Stop living in the past. No. You this sound is... ridiculous. No, I don't. No, I don't. I hate that name. <laughs> they could have named it after somebody. Kids growing up. Kids growing up now, like, what the hell is a Civic Center? Dude, there's a, a whole like generation of kids that don't even know that the mall is just as old as them. Yeah, that's that's life. <laughs> But Things change. I still do. I can't let it go. Can't. But anyway, uh, Backlash? That was a damn good show. Yes, it was. It, it, it was a very good show. I had I had low expectations. expectations. Yep. They were exceeded. It like, was just, I was there just to be there. Like, oh, I went to the last Backlash that they had. Might as well go to this one. Yeah, I went to the first one in 99. Yeah, I went to the one in two, uh, 2009. Oh, and nice. then now uh, this one. Is that the one with Ricky Steamboat versus Chris Jarko? Yep. Nice. Yep, I was there to witness that. Mm. Ricky Steamboat's last match. Yeah. But, it, but I mean, wow. Like, from top to bottom, it was a good match. It was like a good, it was a very good show. Yeah. Even like the lesser shows like Madcap. I mean, it was a palate cleanser after that hard-hitting uh, I Quit match. Oh, yeah. Uh Charlotte and Ronda, yeah, yeah, they 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 put they put the screws to each other. They did, they did, and it was a, it was a palate cleanser, but the crowd was still into it. Ronda, between the biggest pops of the night, Ron, uh, for Ronda when she won, mm-hmm. when Rhea Ripley revealed that she was uh, the member of the Judgment Day, yep, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, mm. yeah, okay, like. Like, I mean, Randy Orton was over. And the thing was, Roman was so over with the crowd. It's just that when he tagged in mm-hmm. and tagged right out and everybody started booing him, I was like, you know what? That was fucking genius. That was. Something so <laughs> simple, but fucking genius. Pro Wrestling 101. Yeah. Leave the crowd wanting more. Exactly. And that's what they did. Like, and everything, and it was just... It was like everything was just so basic. It was just like the it was when it's it was less was more. Yeah. And they exuberated, they over And that's the thing. It wasn't even a great build up. No. No, from Great what? build up. People were like, "Uh, oh, okay. I mean, I guess this is the cat. This was the uh card and stuff, but yo, they delivered." Yeah. And you know, my favorite match was the opener, Cody versus Rollins part 2. I was kind of pissed off. I missed a lot of that match because I was trying to get something to eat. Oh. And they took so long. Oh yeah, to start the event. No, just to get my damn food. Oh, <laughs> I wanted something that was right there, but people were in front of me. Oh, you must have. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like it's concession stand food. Don't worry like, about who the cares. Food it's like you, don't, I'm not. I'm not asking for a filet mignon. I just want some. Not. I just want some damn nachos. Mainly because they were right there. Mm. I could just grab them. And this clerk was freaking. Sure, it was slow as hell. Anyway. It was a very good night for sports entertaining. Mm. It was. Yeah. It was, was. And the thing was about it, too, we was getting a lot of wrestling. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's like, 
You know, it's like it was just like no filler, just match, match, match. Yeah, I started watching. I started watching it today because you know, like you're there, so you don't you don't hear the commentators, you don't hear, you know, you don't hear a lot that's being said and stuff. You're there in the action and stuff. Oh, yeah. and by the way, that freaking big ass screen at the entranceway, the resolution. Oh, is it's like really sharp. Picture your something tw- about four times your OLED. In that size. Wow. Dude. I was like, I want to play. I just want to see Elden Ring on that, on that screen. Man, shit. Y'all already know. <laughs> Get the mopping bucket, y'all. God damn it, man. <laughs> I got to walk on this damn rug. <laughs> oh, man. That's dope. But yeah, but it, it was a fun time. And I happened to see, like, I'm sitting there walking, walking to my car in the arena. I see Michael Hayes out of red light. <laughs> I was like, hey, Michael Hayes, just wave to him. And I'm like, doot, doot, doot. <laughs> oh, man. Fabulous Freebird, Michael Hayes. Hey, you sail out to Superdome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what's up, man. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Then what we have in store for tonight. So, Vic, what you been up to? Oh man. Uh well, I finally beat Horizon Forbidden West. Yep. So 65 hours. Yep, I beat the game and I'm I'm pleased and uh you know, right now I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm halfway through the game. I'm on chapter 7. That's I think I'm on like 6 where I last left off. Okay. Um like they're at this like Nova Corps station is kind of um, yeah. That's kind of like haunt, like been, yeah yeah. That's where I'm at. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Just playing that game. Oh, it looks so so good, so good. Yeah. The game was better than you th- better than what you thought it was gonna be, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Like like I was surprised that the game was that fun. Like at first I was like, man, because when, when, when before the game came out, I was like, man, you only play as Star Lord, you don't even play as the other Guardians. I don't know about this, but. When reviews trickled out, said that no, this is surprisingly good. Go, it's worth playing. But and here's the thing: it's like you know what? It's teaching you leadership skills. Yeah, that I think that's the main objective. Mm-hmm. Other thing is like, all right, you're only controlling Star Lord, but it's like your leadership skills, your strategies and tactics and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely works uh, for the game, and like I like the fact that you can true like different dialogue options to see where a conversation would go right um i'm also like trying to like i'm, I'm taking my time through the levels so i can find like the hidden costumes all right uh, for them so i found a few i found like the their movie variant costumes and then yeah. the nova core versions so it's, it's it's a fun game so far so i'm really enjoying it um and the soundtrack is great too oh i mean guardians don't disappoint with their soundtrack yeah yeah i mean like when you do the huddle up mode um, like the like I did a huddle mode. We were fighting like this powerful enemy, and they were playing Jitterbug. Yep, <laughs> I was like, all right, I like this game. Th- this is Guardians. This is Guardians. But how does it, how does it, go ahead? How does it look on the on the OLED? Man, it looks magnificent. Like there's a there's a ray tracing mode which has like all sorts of like great reflections, like any reflective surface, like a puddle or like a shiny wall or like a steel reflective surface. You can see the reflections of the characters and, and like the background and, and the environment bouncing off the reflection, like a, like a mirror as you're walking past. And oh, it looks so sharp. And like the, 
the details of of the characters and even the ship the Milano as you're walking around seeing like the little like little Easter egg details here and there. Uh it's it's sexy. You know, this it's I gotta tell you, you're, you're Guardians your choice of words, man. Guardi- <laughs> Guardians looks juicy. <laughs> All right, Aris. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So so yeah, that's that's what I'm playing right now on the OLED. It's it's great. It's a great time. Can't wait to finish it. I haven't played video games in so long. It's like I didn't want to go into Guardians like feeling like rusty. So I literally just threw on like Miles Morales. Mm. Something short, quick. Yeah. Just to kind of get me back in the groove of playing again. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So then, yeah. Then I'll go back into Guardians and uh, start Far Cry 6. Nice. I bought that for like dirt cheap. I'm like, why not? You know, and Giancarlo Esposito. Like. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just playing that. And um, I also saw a couple of movies over the past couple of weeks. Um, they're both still playing in theaters now, so I highly recommend you check these out. Uh, one movie that I saw a couple of weeks ago was The Northman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, The Northman is the third film by Robert Eggers, who directed The Lighthouse and The Witch. Uh, this film stars Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Clay Spang, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, and Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. Um, it's based on the old ancient Viking tale of Amleth, which mm-hmm. Hamlet was uh, inspired by uh, centuries later. And Alexander Skarsgård, he plays the main character, Amleth, who, um, as a young boy, he sees his father get murdered by his uncle. And so um, and so he escapes. And then years later, fast forward, he's like this brutish barbarian, just like murdering, pillaging villages, setting... Uh, setting homes full of women and children on fire like he's a piece of shit and you loved every single minute of it oh i did and and and, um and he he he's buff he's he's full of rage and hatred piss and vinegar and he's on a one-man revenge quest against his against his uncle the man who killed his uh his father and he wants to save his mother uh who's nicole kidman and the Northman, man, I gotta tell you, it, it's it's definitely Robert Eggers' most straightforward movie. Um, but it is brutal. It is this movie it depicts a world where there's no room for kindness, no room for, um, no room for positivity. This is a world where, basically. It's hell on earth. Like I especially love the visuals that convey it. Like the cinematography by uh, Jaron Blaschke, who's uh, Robert Eggers' uh, collaborator for his previous films. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just loved. I just love how visually stunning this film looks. Where Robert Eggers takes a really simple story of revenge and just makes it so amazing to look at. Like for example, like scenes where they're in. You know they're they're in the the Viking halls and it's just pitch blackness and they're only lit by like these this firelight and it's just like everyone's bathed in this orange glow which is kind of like they're like living in the depths of hell. Um, you have like uh, scenes of like these vistas of which the the film was also shot in Iceland so we have these like vistas of like misty grassy hills um, and it just feels dirty and grimy and it just feels like there's this desperation and death hanging over every turn. Um, yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. He was he was fantastic in the lead, like with his brutish looking face. With like, he kind of looks with his mean mug. He kind of looks like Triple H's Spawn in some ways, where he's just the way he has this. He's walking around with his shoulders hunched, and he's just like brutally, you know, putting putting the you know putting the hurt 
on on everyone that comes his way. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy, she plays uh, this this witch named Olga, this Slavic witch who becomes his love interest. Uh, Clay Bang uh, plays uh, Fjolnir, who's his who's um, Amleth's uncle, who's who kills Ethan Hawke's character. And uh, his his story, it, the way the way it unfolds, is really interesting as well. And and the film and the film uh, it goes in it goes in certain directions where it's like, oh man, this is actually pretty interesting. Like we were expecting something like something like you know. Uh, you're expecting a straightforward story, but then it takes it takes some really interesting directions here and there. There's also a really cool cameo from Bjork, who plays yeah, this uh, who plays this like this sort of like this 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 witch doctor. Serious? Yeah, like the seer. She has like this like really ornate like feather black feather head uh, headband and. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the uh, movie picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah like she just she's just just like so mysterious and like the film. The film also kind of reminds me of like the Green Knight, where it's like a, a was like a simple story of like like revenge or like a, uh, and and then it's like, you know, all sorts of like these visual touches and flourishes. It's like, man, this is like really, this looks so gorgeous, and yo, this is like really making the most of 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 of, of a cinema cinematic conventions. Yeah, I see that. Um, Thor Bjornsson was in there, the mountain. Yes. Yep. He was in there. Yep. He was in there as well. Um, also, Willem Dafoe, he plays the fool. He's like the court jester. His his appearance was pretty small, but like he makes the most of his screen time. Um, but yeah, it's Willem Dafoe. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Northman man. If you're in the mood for something that's, if you're a fan of Robert Eggers' previous films, definitely check out this film. It's 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 brutal. It's violent, but it also has. Um, some great scenery it has an excellent score as well um the the, the score is fantastic it kind of reminded me of very much of like god of war 2018 um yeah uh, there you go if they want it sony yeah if you want to do a movie yep there you go yeah absolutely and yeah man this 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 is it's such a dope film and the northman is playing in theaters now um i I'm gonna definitely add it to my collection in 4K just to see it in oh especially the, especially the final fight scene which I won't spoil but man yo hook it up in my veins man I I, I want this I want this so bad so so yeah the Northman check it out in theaters now great film top to bottom Robert Eggers is three for three um, I want. I, for the hell of it, I like to see him try something in DC or Marvel. Um, well, Mar- uh, no, Mar- Marvel's not good enough for Robert Eggers, but DC, no, DC for sure. I don't cause... see a character that would fit Robert Eggers' style. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I would, yeah, I wouldn't say not good enough. I would say because maybe they could, they could, maybe Black Knight. I mean, like they, they I mean, like because, like, because with, with Marvel, like they. They won't let him go full Robert Eggers. Like they have to have his vision fit their oh, their their okay. formula. But he would do. He would probably do a good Conan. Oh, oh man, he would do an excellent Conan. I would think if the Northman is any indication. But Sony, get him for God of, for a God of War movie. Yeah, yeah, I'll say yes, yes, and yeah, and Northman would be a proof of concept of that for sure. Yeah. Um, so I saw that. Um, the other movie that I saw, which I really recommend, which is pretty pretty hilarious, very enjoyable, was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nicholas Cage. Cage. 
Yes, starring Nicolas Cage as Nick Cage, uh, playing a version of himself. Um, also starring Pedro Pascal, uh, Tiffany Haddish, and Ike Barinholtz. Um, this movie, um, uh, Nicolas Cage, he plays a version of himself, Nick Cage, who's like this narcissistic actor who's like very full of himself, and you know he's he's pining for this movie role, uh, and he doesn't get it, and then he's kind of desperate for money. And so his agent recommends, hey, you know what? You know, there's this um, there's this billionaire playboy who lives in Spain. Why don't you, you know, go over there and entertain him, you know, for his birthday? And at first, Nick Cage is like, you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a birthday clown. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to exist for people's like sideshow entertainment. But then he kind of gets a little desperate for the money, and he's like, you know what? The roles are drying up. You know, my my relationship with my daughter is kind of on the rocks. My wife doesn't like me. So you know what? I might as well get this money. I might as well get this bag. And so he meets Pedro Pascal, and Pedro Pascal uh, plays this guy named Javi, uh, Javi Gutierrez, and he's basically like this billionaire playboy who's a massive fan of Nicolas Cage. Like he even has a whole room dedicated to Nicolas Cage merchandise, including a statue of him of Nick Cage from Face Off with the two uh, golden guns, and and so uh, 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 Javi, you know, he's 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 enamored with Nicolas Cage. He they, they they start bonding over their favorite movies like they're they're both fans of the cla- of the 1920 sci- uh, 1920 silent film classic the cabinet of dr caligari um they also bond over paddington 2 um and 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 also you know like their 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 camaraderie their camaraderie was just so was just so hilarious to see um pedro pascal and nicholas cage like they would they 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 made, they made this like a really cool buddy comedy and what was interesting about the unbearable weight of massive talent is that it's it's, it's definitely a meta movie because it, it references a lot of Nick, Nick Cage's movies in his career, and it also kind of reminded me of Nick Nicholas Cage's uh, two, 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 2002 movie adaptation, where basically the movie that he's describing because he plays a screenwriter in that movie, like the movie he's describing is the movie that we're watching. So like when Nick Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal are, are talking about the movie that they want to make like oh we want to make a buddy comedy but we want to make it a character piece where we don't want to have we don't want to make it cliche and like have like a bunch of action and kidnapping in it like what they're describing is what we're, what we're watching so it's interesting seeing seeing their chemistry unfold pedro pascal is absolutely hilarious um and and, and you know he's got range i think he deserves all his flowers as well uh tiffany haddish and ike Barinholtz, you know they were actually they were actually the, the the straight people in this movie. Like they were they were they weren't the comedic foils. They were like the straight people, um, the straight characters in this movie where they weren't really there for laughs. They were right. just there to just kind of like be like the more serious characters, and they weren't in it as as much as I thought they were going to be. But they they make the most of what they have. Mike um, Barinholtz is actually he's pretty funny. Oh, he is. He yeah. is hilarious. Oh yeah, um, like I remember him from Mad TV. I remember him from uh, the league when he played Mike the Body Gibiati. Oh, okay, <laughs> but but yeah, man, um, unbearable weight of massive talent uh, is is definitely entertaining. Um, it's directed by Tom Gormican in his uh, directorial debut. Um, I would I would love to see more uh, Nick Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal movies because they both have great chemistry together and <laughs> you know I, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing another comedy between them or even like a serious drama. Um, that 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 would be really interesting, or maybe have Nick Cage make an appearance in The Mandalorian. I, I'd like to see that. Oh, Nick Cage is a Nicholas Cage is a huge like big time nerd. So he probably he owns a copy of Action Comics number one. Oh yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um, and hey, you know what? Yo, this movie definitely gives Nick Cage all of his much deserved flowers. Mm-hmm. And 
Yo, uh, Frank the Body Gibbiati got it. <laughs> so yeah, unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, it's in theaters now. Check it out if you're a fan of Nick Cage, Pedro Pascal, and the cast. It's it's absolutely hilarious, and you know I wouldn't mind watching it watching it again. So yeah, so, yeah. That's that's so those are the two movies that I highly recommend in theaters. And speaking of movies, uh, shall we get into our main course? We shall. All right, so uh, we're gonna get into our our first our non spoiler thoughts of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, um, um, and then we'll let, we'll let people know when we're gonna dig into spoilers. So, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness it is the twenty eighth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Damn, that's a whole February. Yeah, it's a whole February. Uh, it's a twenty eighth film. Stars directed by Sam Raimi of Evil Dead and Spider Man fame. Uh, stars Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Zachi Gomez, um, let me see, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, and uh, yeah, it's it's a mo- it's a movie should that should we tell Jif? Should we tell Jif here? Should we tell Edge oh, Four? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> uh, and and Benedict Wong. And so the movie, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it follows the events of WandaVision. And um, uh, Doctor Strange uh, is uh, encounters a, a young teenage girl named America Chavez, who has who has the power to traverse the multiverse, but she cannot control it. She can't control where she goes or or when. Um, and so she's being pursued by this uh, by this tentacle creature, not named Shuma Gorath for legal reasons, um, who ha- who I haven't seen in a Marvel property since the since the nineties Marvel versus uh, Capcom fighting games. Um, so uh, after being pursued by Shum- by not Shuma Gorath, uh, they they find uh, they find another massive threat that that threatens the multiverse, and only Chavez and Strange can put a stop to them. Um, so yeah. That's the uh, that's the uh, synopsis of the film. So, Carl, let's begin with your non-spoiler thoughts. What did you think of Strange Doctor and the Multiplicity of Madcap Moss? I already know where you're kind of going with this, but I'm just going <laughs> to say, once again, you know, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It went straight to the point. You know, when it came to it, there was no necessary, there was no, like, build. We didn't need a buildup. And it just went, we went, we just dove in heads heads first. I love the horror, the horror aspect that they took, you know, with their fair share of, you know, comedy and stuff. There was a term that you, um, you taught me before. Yeah. And um, I'm, I've been having a hard time remembering it all weekend. Where it's like they would take a sit and make a joke during a serious moment. Oh, bathos. Bathos, that's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. So and it wasn't too heavy on that, but it had its fair share, mm-hmm. you know. And um, now, how long do you think? You, how long did you think of that lead in Vic? <laughs> oh, the the strange doctor and a multiplicity of Mad Cat Moss. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought about it this morning. I had it in my. Back I knew pocket. it had to. Yeah, it had to be in your back pocket. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. If I was gonna give it, um, I actually met up with uh, Roberto Gonzalez of Steambox, who who's ready to come on the show, and those kids are ready for you to pick your brain. So hey, you know what? Hey, if if, if the schedule's right, I'm there. So, um, but yeah, he was like, I give it a solid eight, and I'm like, you know what? That's fair. 
I agree. It was a fun trip. It was a fun trip through the multiverse, and then there were some suspenseful, some suspenseful moments where, and I was, and you, I was actually very submerged in the story. So, mm-hmm. Marvel, you did it again. All right. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's entertaining. Uh, you know, it's definitely better than the first Doctor Strange movie, which was, you know, it was good. It was good. Kind of an an average movie. Um, this movie. Uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, I gotta say, as I, I was entertained, but I still found it to be still an average movie. As it turns out, um, I, I actually expected more uh, from from this movie. In, in that, like, I, I, I felt like it didn't go far enough in in di- diving into the multiverse. Um, I thought that I thought I thought it, it gave you glimpses here and there. Oh yeah, but it was like, but it it, it kind of it kind of played it rather rather straightforward. Um, this movie was more of an epilogue to WandaVision than I expected, which, which, we'll, which we'll get into in, in the spoilers. Um, um, there were some, there were some elements that, that I felt like, Hmm, I don't know. I don't that which kind of makes me wonder about the direction of future uh, films and, and some of the characters mission accomplished. Um, well, not perhaps not in, perhaps not in the way you're, you're thinking, uh, but we'll get into that in the spoilers. Um, also, there's one there's one uh, moment where, which was clearly the, the 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 clap and cheer moment of the whole movie, which I can picture a packed house going nuts over it. I, I can picture you like losing your mind. Pretty much did. Um, which I have mixed feelings on. I have mixed feelings on that scene. Which again, spoilers. We'll 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 dive into that. Um, but overall, um, it, it was it was entertaining. But I thought that you know it it. Didn't it didn't quite didn't quite have that oomph as as much as I wanted it to, uh, but 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 for what it was, you know what, it's it's def it's definitely it's definitely not a bad film by any means. I mean, I do like some of the horror elements that Sam Raimi managed to uh, put in there, uh, but you know, again, I just thought there could, it could have been so much more, you know, with with the multiverse concept. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I, I get it because I get why you would say that you would want more, but there's more to come. Yeah, but the, I, that's and the, that's the and that's the thing. That, yeah, that's the thing too, because it's like it's like with with this movie, it, it felt more like a platform to be a setup for future films rather than telling it like its own story and being and going wild with it like you could still set up other movies for sure but it didn't feel like it was like like its own complete thing it it, it felt more like a like a stepping stone for the next few movies and it's um, and and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be especially like if you're familiar with the comics lore then like you understand Kang who is uh who was introduced in um in Loki Mm-hmm. Who who was um, I forgot what they called him. He who showed, he who remains, I think that's his name. I think that's his what they're calling him as of right now. Mm-hmm. But he's the one who complete. He he discovered the multi. He was the one who discovered the multiverse. Right. So he's got to be the one to you know to to go more in depth with the multiverse. Yes and no. But like he he's one I think is I think it's some stories or I think it is the story of him where he actually invented the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need you need him. 
you need that character to go more to get get more into to the bone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bone marrow in some cases, depending on uh, your diets. But like, <laughs> but yeah, but nah, I thought. I, I thought it was a very like fun movie, and it was a it was it was a bit of a tease of the multiverse, mm-hmm. but it's like I know there's more coming, right? So I was like, all right, let me be in the moment, let me take it for what it is, and then I enjoyed it. Okay, that's fair. All right, so yeah, should we get into the spoilers? Shall we count it down? Yeah. So yeah, spoilers all over the shop in five, five. four, three. Two, one. You've been warned. All right. So let's let's dive into uh, perhaps like the biggest scene in, in the movie. One that one that I have mixed feelings on the re- the the reveal of the Illuminati. So, um, the Illuminati. Um, it, for those of you who are still watching, and listening, it consists of um, in the movie because it's two different versions. But go yep, ahead. In the movie, yep, it consists of uh, uh, Captain Carter. As we've uh, Haley Atwell reprising a role from that's a cool co- that's a cool outfit though. <laughs> it is. That's a very cool concept. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, we got uh, uh, Captain Marvel played by Monica Rambeau, uh, Lashana Lash- Lynch, uh, who's the mother of. Ooh, wait, Monica's the daughter. Oh, Maria Rambeau. Maria, yeah, yeah, Maria Rambeau as as Captain as Captain Marvel in this universe. Um, we have uh, Carl Mordo, what well, another version of him. Um, and we have, you know, Professor Charles Xavier, more on him in a bit. And which I'm sure, you know, got, got a cheap pop from the audience. We got a reveal of, uh, Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards played by John Krasinski. I pop. Well, yeah, I popped. I had to cover my mouth cause I was ready to scream. I was like, yes, they got him. Yes. Yeah. You know, I was impressed. I was like. Oh, so so they did cast him after all. Cool. More on that in a bit, though. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, what? Well, first, before I get into my thoughts, what did you think of the of the reveal of the Illuminati and their whole presence? My whole thing, I was just curious of who they was gonna do because the the Illuminati in the comics consist of um, Tony Stark, mm-hmm. who took who covered the Avengers, Professor X, who like cover the mutants black bolt who is also in the movie uh illuminati member in the movie as well mm-hmm. he like he uh, represented the inhumans yep um black Panther t'challa represent wakanda yep. namor and dr strange yeah they were and they were actually a very um brutal group yeah, they took it. You know, they took care of some of the issues, but they actually, even though they usually wouldn't kill, they would. Mm-hmm. In the in the comic books, they did, yeah. if it, you know, if need be. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know for some, you know, in some ways they couldn't. You know, they couldn't use. You know, obviously Tony Stark's dead. Yeah. You know, they could have you. You know, addressed the the Tom Cruise rumors. Mm-hmm. You know, having superior Iron Man. As a member of the Illuminati, but that's the thing. Like Superior Iron Man was a complete like dick, mm. so it kind of wouldn't fit with the story that they're trying to tell. Um, Reed Richards, like I said, I popped. I'm um, an Office fan, so like 
seeing Krasinski, I was like, yes, they got him, they got him, they got him. And, you know, Captain Carter, okay, they need somebody to represent the Avengers. So it's like, all right, uh, Carl Mordo, represent the mystic arts and stuff. So, you know, it's whatever. But that's just, it, it, it's just, all right, this is their universe of the Illuminati. But I'm like, all right, but there's another one out there. There's another one in 616, in Earth, which they're now acknowledges that the MCU is like Earth 616. Yeah. Which is the the main universe that we are in. Right. You know, even in the comics. Um. So, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, you know, big reveal. I was like, yeah, it's so cool. You know, Professor X, I'm like, yeah, they got him. They got him. And it was so cool where, like, he comes out and you hear the soundtrack. And I was like, nice. Yeah. It warmed my heart. But then, is this a breadcrumb that leads to Namor finally? Nope. Not one mention. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, seeing like seeing a uh, like I, like I have mixed feelings about the the Illuminati as, as presented in this film because because one with 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 Charles Xavier okay so it's like it didn't it, his presence didn't bother me as much because it's like okay this is a, a clearly a different version yeah. than we've seen in previous films um, but um, I I got I gotta say like I heard with that I heard the the, the playing of the X Men theme which I thought was a, a nice touch Cheap. yeah um, but I gotta say like. The, the the gold hovering wheelchair looks ridiculous in live action. I'm sorry. It like, just just seeing just seeing him like his 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 upper his upper half just le- being hunched over this 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 gold table, which is pretty much what it is. I'm like, they could have just they could have just had like a regular regular looking wheelchair just hovering off the ground. That's all he needed. Just like, I, in, like in Days of Future Past. It was, it's a it's a small nitpick, but I'm like, come on, this doesn't work. That's why Wolverine never wore like a costume in the movies. It just it just didn't translate well. Yeah. Um, John Krasinski nailed like, uh, but he was still in a sense Jim. Yeah. Well, like I will say, like um, with with, uh, with his role, um, with 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 his appearance, because now 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 Marvel's kind of backed him backed themselves into a corner where where. Um, Considering what happens to him, and we'll get into that in a second. Like, okay, are you gonna reintroduce uh, Chris, uh, John Krasinski's Reed Richards as a different version from another part of the multiverse? Right. And that's um, and I think that's at this point that's what they would have to do. Yeah, they'd have to do that. Or, or on the other hand, what I'm also what I'm also seeing is that some people think that his appearance is just a way to placate Kevin Feige's way to placate all the nerds who made those Photoshop memes of Krasinski as fan, Mr. Fantastic for years. Yeah. It's as if Kevin Feige's just throwing people a bone and say, okay, here, I, I too read internet memes. Now leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that, but I still, I still think that Krasinski is the best, is the best one for that role. Like he obviously like had the look okay. and the costume looked really cool. It did. Yeah. So um, it's like, and then they would, and just, and here's the thing. In that, in that universe, he already just said, "This I have a family." Okay, you've, I have children, so they already have um, Franklin and Valeria Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know yet. Right. So, but a Fantastic Four movie is definitely coming. Yeah. But it's just like, all right, that's that one multiverse. You know, that multiverse thing is, mm. is you know. 
That it's just that's just that version. So I'm like, all right, what's gonna be our version? Because I think they were Earth eight three nine eight one eight. I think it was eight one eight eight one eight. Yes. So yeah. all right, what's six one six gonna be? Yeah, and yeah, and and also too, like when um, when they encounter Wanda, who's on the warpath, because Wanda, she's. She's looking for her kids because she's she heard that they were in danger. So she's looking for a multiverse where her kids actually exist, not just a vision that she projected in in, in um, back in Westview. Um, but Wanda had the coldest line in the whole film, where where Reed Rich, where she goes up to the Illuminati and she tells she asks Reed Richards, "Do you have a family?" And he goes, "Yes, I do." Uh, "Do you have children?" He goes, "Yes, I do." And, and then she goes, "Well, good." Because they'll have somebody to take care of them when you're gone. And she unspools him like a pa- like a piece of Swiss cheese, like yeah. string cheese, just like straight up unspools him like a, like a thread. Right. Which was like, damn. damn. And Black Bolt's death. But yo, Black Bolt's death was the best one in the whole. Thing. It was. She's like, because 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 this this is this is this also illustrates the arrogance of Reed Richards. He's like, he 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 was he was stunting he was stunting hard. He was like, listen, Wanda. Or whoever you are, see this man here. See my, my man here, Black Bolt. He can he can utter one syllable, poof, and you're obliterated. And she's like, with what mouth? <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's that was a great death. Yeah, you know what? That was a great death. I'm like that that, that whole scene where she slaughters the Illuminati. I thought that was very well done. I yeah. Would say. Like that's where the horror element also came into play. But then, yeah, it's like I was like, "Damn, you know, it was a bit of a letdown." But it was like, "All right, I understand it because in our react, like in the comics and stuff, Scarlet Witch Wanda is powerful beyond memes. Like she's actually she's OP. Yeah. So they needed to show they needed to show that she was that much of a threat. Yeah. Like she took out the most powerful minds mm-hmm. in 818. Yeah. She Effort, effort effortlessly. She did. Like she she cut uh Captain Carter in half with her shield and you saw blood on the shield. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, uh she she but Captain Marvel was close to having her number but then she just threw a statue on top of her and she died. And then when Professor X dove into her mind, trying to save the piece of Wanda that was possessed. Thinking where he was safe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Snapped his like, neck. Damn. It's like, but it's just so true. And actually, Elizabeth Olsen actually, um, she said in an interview, I do want to say that line. Cause I was as I'm watching this, I'm like, all right, I'm seeing a lot of House of M, mm. whereas that she was just so obsessed with having her family, where she was just, she was becoming so much powerful. Remember, like in House of M, like she was giving, like she gave Peter Parker, Uncle Ben back. He mm. she created that reality to the point where like Peter was legit having panic attacks. Mm. You know, and she wants. She actually wants to say that famous line from that book: "No more mutants." Mm. That, hmm. Like she's that powerful enough where she can say that, and it can happen. Mm. She can say it just by thinking it. 
Exactly. She killed Black Bolt just by thinking it. Yeah. They really, I think they really did a good job to show how powerful the Scarlet Witch was. And in the in the comic, yeah, it's like, okay, this is where she's at mentally. This is dangerous. We have to kill her. That's what the conflict was, and it was everybody. Justice League, not Justice League, excuse me, uh, Avengers, mm-hmm. um, Avengers, and the X Men were coming together just to be like, we need to do this. We need to make this happen, and they mm-hmm. couldn't. They couldn't even do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and and we and we see like the full extent of what she could do when she's unchained, right? And, but but also too like well, think, thinking of Wanda and her her whole mission looking for like her kids and and all this, um, I thought that uh, on some way it was basically like going g- going backwards like from what we saw in WandaVision where she actually she actually came to the realization that you know what she did was a horrible thing like possessing the town and then she realized that her kids were just a, a vision that she projected right. But then I felt like the the story for the for the story of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness to happen, I felt like they I felt like the writer or Marvel just decided, okay, you know what? Why don't we just undo everything that we saw in WandaVision? Just have her still be in the throes of madness, even though even though yeah, we did see that scene, that brief teaser where she had she's in possession of the dark hold mm-hmm. and and it has a hold on her. But still, it kind of felt like even that kind of felt a little cheap because like considering what we saw. In WandaVision, which right. had a complete arc for her, but it felt like for the sake of this movie to happen, it was just going backwards to undo that arc. Not necessarily. It is because, like, the Darkhold... Remember, remember, they said that whoever you... It's dangerous for the reader. Yeah. So, and the, that, that Darkhold is very powerful. Mm-hmm. So, it, and it had to change her. It that just reading the dark hole, it changed her. It's just, it made it's, it's like it convinced her. No, your shit was real. You can make this happen. She got it. Got oh, it took a hold of her, and that's when the scarlet. And that's where she got into that. She just, you know what? She it's like she was convinced. The dark hole convinced her. Like yo, this is real. I want to get my kids back. And what was so cool about it is like she was finally right there. Like Wanda and Scarlet Witch became two separate entities. She was right there. And she was projecting fear into what she loved the most. Hmm. Hmm. And that was like and then that would that was like her come to G, come to Jesus moment. And I'm like Gotcha. Like, there's the kind of like emotional connection to it, and then there, there's what she's like. I'm like, there it. Like, I was just like, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. That's when she's. That's her come to Jesus moment. Oh, when she she's reaching out for her her kids and her her sons, and they they recoil at her. Right. And then then she realizes what she's doing. That right. she's the monster that they're yeah. afraid of. Uh, I I will say like like that 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 final scene where. The other Wanda, you know, she sees like her, she sees Scarlet Witch's pain, and she instead of like instead of them having like a one on one fight, like she just simply she just simply says to Scarlet Witch, "Know that these boys will be loved," and that was it. I thought that I thought that was a good moment, right? Yeah, because Scarlet Witch 
for her to actually have that closure and finally let go. Um, but but I will I, I will say too like after that where where Scarlet Witch she's at that she's at that temple where that that's like kind of built in her image and then like everything comes crashing down on her after that. Like I felt like um, uh, my question is like where they where can they take Wanda's character from here because considering considering all the things that she's done and and where and where she ended up so so marvel's kind of painted themselves in a corner with wanda where they have a few options before them one they can have one if 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 they if that's the end of wanda's story where she just basically like sacrifices her life in the temple one that's completely unsatisfying nobody's going to stand for that so i don't think that that's the like i don't think they're going to do that. two would be for wanda to uh somehow somehow go even further into her villainy but but I don't know how you do that because okay now she's at the end of the, by the end of this movie she's realized okay okay I don't I don't have I don't have actual children but there's a multiverse me that has children but they're they're taken care of and that's great um so where do you take her character does she does she try to does she try to right the wrongs of her past? Does she try, does she does she go on like a path of redemption? But but knowing how powerful she is, everyone's afraid of her, and not even the Avengers wants to do, wants anything to do with her. So that could be one story. That could be one story. That's um, not a bad one, actually. Yeah, yeah. Something like like her like her road to redemption is long and hard. Right. Another thing would be, and I and I think this would kind of do be a disservice to Wanda is if you have her, if you have her, you know, trying to be on that going that road to redemption, she's not. And no one's forgiving her, and that kind of like makes her frustrated and angry. And then she decides, okay, if this is what you see me as, then I might as well be the Scarlet Witch and just just be full villain. And then you have her somehow lead to like the House of M or something like that. Yeah. And to turn Wanda into like a villain, a super villain after what she's gone through, kind of feels a little. If it, 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 it feels like it's doing her a disservice as a character, considering all the momentum she's gone through. So it's like. The options for her at this point are pretty limited. It's kind of oh. hard for Marvel to figure out what's the best course of action for her. Or maybe one more is like, okay, she's on her own path of redemption and she's trying to leave the Scarlet Witch behind. But then things got so crazy in the multiverse where they had no choice but to call back the Scarlet Witch. Where they need an entity that powerful to stop whoever it's going to be like the ultimate main villain. True. Oh, I just thought of this. Or, what if you have another version, like the Fantastic Four, where where Reed Richards' son Franklin is like, "You killed my dad," and then she's and he's going after her, and they could have like their little one on one or tete a tete. Yeah, because Franklin Richards is he's pretty powerful because yeah. he creates worlds, he creates mm. universes. Oh, can you imagine that? Like, you, if you have Frank Frank Richards who can create multi create universes, you have America Chavez who can travel through multiverses, and you have Kang the Conqueror somehow. Hmm. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of universe control and traveling, though. There's a there there is, but the, but now it's just like now you know taking a deep dive and exploring those options like damn you know what there's a lot of possibilities okay yeah i can see that like it's it's gonna be challenging though it is it it is um i think i'm I'm pretty sure they already have it like planned out (laughs) yeah yeah i'm I'm pretty sure they have something something in mind 
Yeah, but it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting nonetheless to see where they go. Like if, because because right now they're at a delicate point where you can either go backwards and undo everything that we saw, like in Wandavision, where she yeah. realizes, okay, okay, I'm clearly in the wrong here. I got to do right, or you just have her go full villain, which I feel would do be a disservice to her. Yeah, so that's where I think they. I think she's just uh, she's out of like a. She's in a she's in a like difficult crossroads. Yeah. In her in the character's life right. right now. It's like, all right, the Scarlet Witch can do this these awful things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I want to do good in my life. Mm-hmm. So let me leave that behind, but that it will always be in her back pocket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's some, something to think about for sure. We'll see how it unfolds. That's why I said mission accomplished. <laughs> like, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, the one thing, too, that was really getting to me was the simple fact that they kept asking Doctor Strange, are you happy? Yeah, we didn't get much of a resolution about that. I, I think... Because it was, and it, it was something that made me think too. It was like, yo, are you happy? It's like, yo, you did all of this. Mm-hmm. You saved the world. Like, you saved, you, you helped save the universe mm-hmm. and everything. You get all this universal praise. You still didn't get the girl. I was like, damn, <laughs> burn. <laughs> and that was his rival doctor saying that. Yeah. I mean, for good reason. I mean, Strange is he's an arrogant douche. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not it's not in the cards for him, you know, but uh, but yeah, like I, like yeah, with him him being happy, like I, I wonder if that will play like some kind of uh, role in like future installments, like especially I know that they're like I, I know I know the the most likely big big event film where they're gonna do is most likely Secret Wars because they keep mentioning they kept mentioning incursions. I know that's that's a big thing in that in Secret Wars, apparently. Mm-hmm. so that's gonna be like. I don't know. I don't know if like his thing will tie into that, or maybe Doctor Strange will probably like be built to be the next sacrificial lamb, like Tony Stark was, right? Um, because of, like his meddling with the multiverse, and maybe like the only way for everything to really be safe is if he sacrifices himself for the greater good. Um, um, yeah, maybe maybe that's his happiness. I guess like him finding peace, and accepting like his ultimate destiny. I guess right that could be it. Um, yeah, what did you think of uh, also um, America Chavez, uh, her her role in the film, like her debut appearance? I thought it was fine. I thought it was cool, and it's just setting up. You know, they they're putting together Young Avengers. Oh, she's part of Young Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have um, Kate Bishop's Hawkeye. You have a, uh, you know, Patriot who was introduced in um, in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You have um, Wiccan and Speed. Um, they're 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 in, they're introducing these young characters. They are, they are grooming the next generation. And now that she found herself, now that she finally learned, she couldn't control her powers, but now she end up having that awakening mm-hmm. to be able to control her powers. I think this is gonna be a lot more. And she's like, she ends up being like this with um with uh Kate Bishop, anyways. So. Okay, nice. So like best friends. Yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah, I could, I could see like America Chavez considering her superpowers. Like, it kind of, it kind of made me think of that '90s show Sliders. Remember that? I don't. Sliders, where the basically it's like it's like a multiverse where they go and they slide into like alternate dimensions every episode. Oh, uh, okay. So I, I, I could see I could see Marvel d- doing like a Disney Plus show with her, like kind of like a, like a slider style thing where she goes to, like different 
multiverses and you have adventures. They can do it. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, like we saw glimpses of like where they could go. Like I thought that, oh man, we could have something more more outlandish, like like the paint universe. The what we saw a glimpse of. That was that was just like wow. Yeah. Yeah. They had that. They had like a black and white one. Um, then like the like the the main universe eight one eight. So it's basically it just looks like our world except red means ghost, green means stop, and then like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of like vegetation everywhere. Yeah. And pizza balls are a thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I did like I did enjoy that scene where uh, Doctor Strange uh, hits Bruce Campbell with that "Why are you hitting yourself?" spell. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there like, all right, what's it? Was it? It's over. Click. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? I'm like, I was like, that's clever. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was clever. Yeah. Kind of made me think of the Spider-Man Homecoming uh, one with Captain America. So. Yeah, he's like, you was expecting something big, weren't you? Yeah. Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, speaking of the mid-credits scenes, I know we're jumping here and there. Like, well, what? it's multiverse, you know? <laughs> like, like, well, like, when you saw when I saw Charlize Theron, who basically was like, hi, I'm Charlize Theron. Come see me in Doctor Strange 3. I'm like. Clear. I'm like, I don't know who this is, but Carl must know. Clear. Is she in the comics? Uh yeah, she's a sor- she's a sorceress from another uh, from another universe. Oh, was she like in the Doctor Strange comics? Uh yeah, and uh, they actually have like a romantic relationship as well too. So. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff is for the hardcore, for like uh, they're really deep, going deep and you know deep for like the hardcore fans. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially now that now that Strange used the the Dark Hold himself. Yeah. Um, oh, I will say like, that that musical note scene was definitely creative. That musical note fight scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, where they're thir- and, and, and like and like it's embedded with the score, so it's like oh, it's in the soundtrack. So it's like this is actually pretty nice. <laughs> like throwing like musical musical notes. Oh yeah, 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 that yeah, that was pretty cool too. Yeah, like like. All the all the notes in the sheet, and then it goes bong, and then like the score yeah. goes bong. I was like, that's, that's actually kind of clever. That's that's a creative touch. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't mean to tell you too. As um, I got I picked up a Marvel preview. They actually released an art book for the art of the What If series. Oh really? Yeah. I know you're a fan of like what uh, certain um art books, art yeah. books of like movies or TV shows or whatever. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I think I would think it was cool. Like there was an art cool art style. So yeah. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what was that? It was like... Oh, I, I'd probably say too. Probably some small nitpicky. Doctor Strange's got to be one of the most best-dressed Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This suitcase was on point. <laughs> like, it, it is on point. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he could, and then smooth, he could just like have summon the, the cloak. Yeah, and suit. can we say that Wong is just an unsung hero? He is, you know, Benedict Wong as Wong as the as the Sorcerer Supreme, you know, like I like his like his deadpan, um, his deadpan delivery. It, it goes well with uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch's character. It's an ancient tradition. You have to bow to me. Yep. It's like, do I really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, Wong, he he hung in there. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that they didn't kill him off. Yeah, he took he took an ass whooping. He certainly did. Yeah, right, that and, brings uh, me that brings up questions about. Dormammu because in that cut when he went to the dimension he's in. Oh, was it one? I guess it was one of the uh, multiverses that they briefly like traveled through. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. 
Um, yeah, that whole oh yeah, that whole temple scene where 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 they were trying to defend their temple from Scarlet Witch and yeah. they basically fell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I thought I thought that was well done as well. Yeah. That creepy, you know, they did a good job too with the the creepy Doctor Strange and how like the Sanctum look and everything. I was like, that is creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh yeah, and you saw like the the outside, like it was like it was like a vortex. Of, like, yeah, and like in the clouds. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you know what, this this works. Yeah, it it did, it did. Um, I, I mean, I, I will. Although I will say, like, uh, I, I I thought to myself, like, when when Doctor Strange grew that third eye after using the Dormammu, I was like, yeah. you know, if Doctor Strange was black, I could see a whole bunch of like Hotet. Oh, absolutely! All over the internet, <laughs> this is like Photoshop a Kofi on his head and then like have like open your third eye, brother, mm-hmm. and all this. I'm yeah. sure the memes are out there somewhere. She she cut a pop. Yeah, she cut a pocket to where Dormammu is. That's that's right. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be an opening for the Doctor Strange three, hmm. or whatever whatever it looked like. Because it no, it did. You're right, Nick. It did look like where uh, do, um, I can't Dorm- yeah, where Dormammu lives. So it's like, all right, Dormammu has something to do, especially with the you know with the the whole time thing that he had. Mm-hmm. He has he's gonna have some. He's gonna play a part in this. Hmm. Or maybe or maybe um. And I know that I know Doctor Strange fans for years have been talking about they wanted to see um, Mephisto. Mephisto Mephisto as a villain. Yeah, so I just I don't see. Well, I mean, this movie was banned in Saudi Arabia because it was a gay because America Chavez is a gay character. Yeah. So it's like, and they would a lot of those countries in that in the Middle East would ban that because you they don't like they don't like to see like um, the devil portrayed in everything. Mm-hmm. Mephisto is basically the devil. Yeah. So it's like, all right, would Disney actually take that? But then it's like they're still showing this movie, and it was banned in Saudi Arabia. So it's like, all right, why the fuck not? Yeah, I mean, Disney will make their billions. They will. <laughs> yeah. Um, and although I, I will say, like, um, I was kind of expecting Superior Iron Man, but think about think about like to to hire Tom Cruise, like hiring Tom Cruise costs as much as as much as a one MCU movie. Probably one and a half. So it's like, yeah, I could see probably them avoiding that. Did you know that they originally looked at Tom Cruise to play? Oh, to play Iron Man? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like when they were casting? Yeah. You want to know why he turned it down? Oh, how come? He didn't want to wear a mask. I understand that. Yeah. I can see that. You know, vanity and all that, being a yeah. leading man. Yeah. But then Superior Iron Man was a. Superior Iron Man didn't wear a mask. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, He's a dick. He wouldn't fit in with the story. Yeah, like especially if you have like an actor as like as big a name as Tom Cruise, like you'd have to like make him a main villain or antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a villain. Yeah, Superior Iron Man is basically a villain. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and hopefully maybe they'll have that in the future somewhere, um, or maybe like Quantum Mania when that comes out. I know that that's gonna be like the next Statman movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be like the the big event film, I guess, or Secret Wars, whenever that comes out. They haven't lead to they haven't lead to it yet. So I mean, mm. they haven't even announced like what's going to be the big event film. I think. Mm. Hold on, let me see. Because yeah, I know um, this because I know we have Thor: Love and Thunder coming in July, right. then Wakanda Forever coming out in November. Um, 
Then Quantumania next year, the third Ant-Man film. Phase four. All right, here we go. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals. No, we don't. All right. So we have Thor and Love and Thunder in July. Yep. Black Panther in um, November. Yep. Ant-Man in February. Guardians in May. The Marvels in July. And then Fantastic Four to be determined, to be announced. Hmm. But then you also have Blade, Deadpool, Captain America 4, Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, the Shang-Chi uh, sequel. And uh, ooh, Dustin Daniel Crichton's doing it again. Nice. And uh, an untitled mutant-centered film. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Malcolm Spellman's doing. Uh, he's gonna do Captain America four. Okay. That's with uh, Sam Wilson. Yeah. Nice. Basim Basam Tariq. Have you ever heard of him? No. Okay, he's doing. Uh, he's actually doing Blade. Okay. But, uh, let me see. What is it? The Birds Walk. I'm just seeing. These Birds Walk, Mogul Mowgli, and yeah, Blade. Hmm. So, giving somebody a chance. Yeah. Although, since we're in the multiverse uh, now, I want to see uh, Mahershala Ali's Blade um, team up with Sticky Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember that show on Sci-Fi Channel? Which no, had two episodes. I think it had two episodes, or was it four? I know it got, I know it got canceled, canceled with the quickness. I remember seeing like a clip of Sticky Fingers as Blade. I'm like, this, this looks wrong to me. And I just, I mean, he off. looked like that version of the character, so it's like he had the look. They casted him for the look. Hmm. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, like the five minutes that I saw of Sticky Fingers as Blade, I was like. This, this ain't doing it for me, man. You ain't getting that five minutes back, man. I know. And I and I watched Blade Trinity, and that sucked. Oh, Blade Trinity. Damn. Wesley Snipes needs one 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 more good Blade film. Just 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 to redeem himself. I know we got Mahershala Ali, but Marvel, just 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 go ahead and make like a R-rated Blade film. Put it on Hulu if you have to. But he he just needs to redeem himself. He's one. I think he, I think Wesley Snipes need, deserves one more. Yeah, I give him that. I I, I agree. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, oh, Nick Thomas says in in, re- in reference to Reed Richards, uh, which means we've got to get Doctor Doom in this somewhere. He's potentially he can potentially be like the ultimate villain because Doom is freaking powerful as fuck. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, with with Doctor Doom, I don't think I think he should be a main the like the next. Yeah, he has to, and not just like. A villain that that's like towards like the secret wars or anything. So like he actually should be like the focal point, not just not just Fantastic Four, right? Um, and also that's 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 also making me think too. Like now that we're thinking about like the whole multiverse, because I'm I'm realizing, like with the Infinity Saga, we had Thanos with with the Infinity Stones and the universe was at stake, and now we we've, we've got the multiverse at stake with Kang the Conqueror and like some others. Um, yeah, it's like it's like when the it's like. It's like, it's like we're kind of treading we're treading on familiar ground. Where if the stakes are too big, like if, if everything's on the line, then nothing really matters. You know what I mean? Um, so it's like okay, we've seen Thanos with the universe, and now we're seeing the multiverse. So what's the next thing gonna be? Is it gonna be like Galactus threatens the universe? Oh, Galactus is gonna eat Earth. We gotta save Earth. It's like it's it's been done with Thanos. It's like what what 
you can't really can't you, and you can't really get bigger than a multiverse. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm I'm thinking like Marvel perhaps like should really think about avoiding like build building up building up to like the next big battle, like the next big like multi universe threat, and should kind of scale it down a bit where you have like a really a, a really threatening villain, but but the whole universe doesn't have to be on the line. Is my point really? Because like you can only do it so many times before it's like yeah okay, we've been here before, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think now it's like it's gonna it's gonna I think everything's gonna um like redirect to like X Men stuff. Hmm. I think after this one, now that they have those properties, I think it's gonna redirect it's gonna redirect itself to like more like mutant centered yeah. adventures and stuff and you can do like Lord knows what. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm clear I'm Chris Claremont stories is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you can shy our empire. Mojo, <laughs> uh, the Morlocks, that'd be interesting. They looked at Jim. Car- they're looking at Jim Carrey to do um, Modoc. Hmm. Even though but, he's retired. God, don't mention that. That broke. That broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, they already have a Modoc, Patton Oswalt. Pa- Patton Oswalt. He's in like he played like three characters. He's 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 played three. He is three characters in hmm. in the uh, MCU. Oh really? He played. One agent in Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. his twin brother, <laughs> <laughs> and also now Pip the Troll. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hey, get that, get that MCU money, Pat. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Oh yeah. Oh, and and now that I'm thinking about like cosmic threats. We can't forget about the Eternals with the Celestials, and Arisham was it? Arisham, yeah. Yeah. So somehow that's gonna figure in somewhere. Or maybe that's how they introduced Galactus. Cause he's yeah, because he is, he is Celestial himself, too. Yeah. Hmm. Let's save Earth from being eaten. Let's save all the Earths from being eaten. I don't know. <laughs> Silver Surfer. Yeah, he's a herald to Galactus, so that's what, that's what they can bring in. Hmm. There's a, I mean, one thing I'm loving about this is like the, there's a... The, 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 Possibilities are indeed endless. They are. Yeah, th- yeah. There's there's plenty of uh, plenty of directions they can go. Yeah. Uh, with with the story. Um, hopefully, hopefully, like um, if they build a Secret Wars, that'll be like Marvel's last like big, big. Yeah, I think it probably would. Like, if they do it, they probably will. T- if they do take that mutant turn, it'll probably like tone down a bit. Yeah. And then, and then also too, like what I would like to see, like after that, would be like if um, since now, cause since since the multiverse is a thing where they can have like separate, separate universes that they can like focus on like separate stories, like X Men could be their thing, and then like you can have like Fantastic Four be their thing, and the Marvels, and um, what else? What else have we have we not seen? No, oh, we've seen Cloak and Dagger. Um, I don't know. Get, Howard the Duck, maybe maybe he can have his own. He was, movie he was supposed to get his own show. Hmm. Who who would you who would you have voice Howard the Duck? Seth Green, like he's always been. Has he? Has he? Yeah, he's been the voice of Howard the Duck. I was gonna say Bill Burr. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Billy Redface. Yep. That's your boy. <laughs> Old Billy Rednuts. Oh, Rednuts. I thought it was Billy Redface. But okay. Oh, it's Redface, but some some of his fans call him Old Billy Rednuts or something. Uh, <laughs> but, they, oh, 
And speaking, I have to do this. Speaking of Marvel, oh God, rest in peace, George Perez. Yes, a legend, legend. He gave us. He he was the art of in the Infinity Saga. Mm, yep, I mean, he's also also his uh, his legendary work in Wonder Woman. As oh, well. absolutely, yeah. And I just happen to have my Infinity Gauntlet number one is signed by him, oh, and graded. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's a treasure. You gotta keep that. Oh, with both him and J- and uh, Jim Starlin, my Infinity One, number one my Infinity Gauntlet number one is like worth a pretty penny. Hey, especially not a. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a that's a treasure. Yeah. I mean, R.I.P. to one of the great greatest legends. Uh, one I know of the we lost two in like two, in, a, in two in a week. Yeah, him and Neil, Neil Adams. Adams yeah, it? yeah, and two yeah two legendary artists that they inspired legions. Of of great artists that we know today. Yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting. I never met George Perez, but I did meet Neil Adams. Oh, so when he signed when he signed and graded my uh, Rhode Island Comic Con exclusive X Men number one that he did. Nice. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So R.I.P. to two legends, man. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, but overall. I did enjoy Doctor Strange, and I love the fact that the stuff that Marvel does brings conversations like this yeah oh yeah yeah there's a like there's a lot that uh that it can go f- that where whether the, the the phase four can go from here exactly um, and the simple fact that we are able to exercise our creative muscles mm-hmm. and actually just say hey they could do this or they could do that they could tell this story they could tell that story and then we're just coming up with our own concepts yeah for, yeah for sure yeah that's all that's always been fun to me so yeah, you know, there's a uh, yeah, because like there's always there's always something that you can there's always a bunch of like threads you can always pull, which will right. lead to like other other things as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, at this point, if you've seen all the other MCU films, you might as well see this one. And and like I said, it's like I said, like I thought it was enter- entertaining, but on the whole, kind of average, but still better than the first Doctor Strange, uh, better than. Still better than Thor, Thor: The Dark World, which is still, in my view, MCU's least, least good film. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, better than Eternals. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you want to know what's actually better than Multiverse of Madness? We're Rams talking. Go. We're talking about Birds of Prey. Listen, oh listen God, to me. no! Oh, listen well, to me, right. people. Listen to me. When, when, when you talk, you can find us on Birds of Prey Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast is, is is actually a more entertaining film. Twitter at Codex Prime Cast than than Doctor Strange on Facebook. Thank you for watching of Madness. See you select epi- select content on YouTube. See when you look at Harley Quinn, right? At Har- Harley Quinn. Get our shirts at infamous.com, infamouscustoms.com. Rosie Perez, uh, Huntress. Silk City Hot Sauce, get 15% off your order. Use the promo code Codex. Uh, yeah, so, um, but Birds of Prey is a good film. But yes, um, yes, Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, yes, use the promo code Codex, get 15% off your order. All sorts of delectable flavors, as you can see, somewhere in Vermont. Buffalo, buttery and hot. Ram skull and slurp fire in the flesh, which you can pour all over your partner and have a great time. Why, a can't nice you just put, why can't you just use the food, man? Who says it can't be both? 
So yeah. Why have I not? Why that's gonna? I'm gonna make that picture a meme. <laughs> Please don't. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. There it is. Our that's our sponsor, SilkCityHotSauce.com. They're awesome. I got I gotta order some. I gotta order some of this fire in the flesh. I will do that after the show. Um, yes, you you mentioned the 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 where they can find us. Also, Spotify, iTunes, Google Pod, Google Podcast, Google Play. Um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, <laughs> yeah, pretty much like do a Google search of Codex Prime Podcast. You'll find us in any platform where you can find podcasts. Um, yeah, so that pretty much wraps it up for our episode. Uh, what we what we what we got in store coming down the pike? We have a cosplay panel coming up. Ah, yes. Yep. And Moon Knight. Yeah. Yep. Which I which I just finished last night. Did you really? I did. I get so uh, nervous whenever you see it that you watch. <laughs> I watched it, and uh, my my early thoughts are, it's my second favorite uh, wow. MCU show, which surprised me. Wow. Yeah. It's my second favorite. We'll get into, oh, we're going to get into the 24th. We'll get into that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get into it. Um, I will say Oscar Isaac deserves an Man, listen. listen. Episode five. That's all I'm saying. All right. And on that yeah. note. <laughs> yep. On, on that note, uh, thank you all for watching and listening uh, to our Doctor Strange episode. Or for those who haven't uh, who haven't listened because of the spoilers, come back here and uh, and let us know what you think about the movie. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week. Same Codex time. Same Codex channel. More shenanigans, nerd chicanery, and greatness on the horizon. So yeah, that's pretty much it. As always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Later.